1: Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Specialist for Instructional Support at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm sitting in for our regular host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter. My guest today is Kelly May, Senior Extension Associate for Family Finance and Resource Management. Welcome, Kelly. Hi, Mindy. I'm glad to be here today. I'm glad that you're here today, too. And we are talking about financial preparedness for a natural disaster. So many families have natural disaster plans that include supplies for shelter in place or a safe exit strategy for evacuation. But it's also a good idea to make sure that your family is prepared for natural disasters that include their financial plans, right?
2: Right, so uh, the financial perspective of being ready.
1: Yes, so you're gonna give us four things to think about to make sure that our finances are ready whether we are confronted with a tornado or a flood or an ice storm or any of those other natural disasters that might come our way and that seem to kind of hit in the spring part of the year right right <laughs> so tell me what is that first financial tip that you want to share to prepare for a natural disaster
2: First tip is the thing people forget to have, and that's cash on hand. In this digital world we live in today, it's so easy to use your debit card and rely on ATMs and other convenient devices that that can help us, even, even Venmo or those apps on our phone that let us transfer money. But it's a good idea to have some cash on hand in a, a safe place in smaller bills that you can quickly grab in an emergency situation. And so... That would be helpful in case networks are down or there's a power outage. So have enough to cover transportation and lodging in case you might have to evacuate. And also think about having gas in your vehicle. So if if you know that the, the weather's in that iffy season where something could happen, just keep gas in your car in case gas stations end up being closed. And two, think about generators and chargers and things like that. It's better to have those in place when you don't need them so they're ready when you do because if the storm hits, they may not be available in the store.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah, I I remember, you know, years past when there's been those those horrible ice storms and everybody wants a generator and there's not one to be had. They fly fast out the doors, right? Right. And that cash on hand, that is such a Great tip, because nobody has cash anymore. And, you know, just during the pandemic, do you remember everywhere you went, you must have exact change because mm-hmm. there's a, a change shortage. So it didn't even have to be a natural disaster. It was it was this health disaster, really, that, <laughs> that made for you need to have some cash on hand. So think about those things. So tell me, what's that second tip that you want everybody to think about?
2: The second tip is savings. So an emergency savings fund for unexpected expenses is really a great safety net to have in place. And of course, it's better to get that started before something bad happens. Ideally, you should have between three and six months worth of living expenses. So those are the expenses that you need for survival, such as your housing, food, bills, and other necessities. If that's more than you can do, because that can be quite a bit of money, save as much as you can. Having anything at all uh, ready at the time that you need it will be helpful. So any little bit you can save will help. If you want to work on building an emergency fund, it can help to create a budget to help you make a plan and see where you might save a little more here and there to help build that savings. If disaster strikes before you've built your savings, Prioritize your spending carefully. So, look at what's due and what you need to pay for, and make sure you cover those most important things first. Avoid high cost credit if possible, and see if your other creditors can delay bill payment if necessary. Sometimes that's an option they'll let you use. Just be careful with that option.
1: Yes, definitely. That's like a last resort. Right, uh, exactly. So how about after the disaster? Is there financial information that we can help use
2: after that disaster occurs? Right. So tip three is your important documents. So if something happens, you may need to prove your identity. So you're going to be able to need to be able to access your photo ID, your social security card, your birth certificates, um, maybe other documentation like that. You might need to request assistance. So You might need to provide tax statements as a form of proof, or you might need medical information if you go to the doctor. You might need to start or stop financial services or delay those payments. So it helps to have your contacts for banking and creditors handy. You might need to file claims, so insurance policies. And so that's a lot of documents I've just listed. It's a ton of information, and it's very important confidential information. it's important to keep all that information safe, paper copies on a flash drive or or in paper form. Uh, keep those in a waterproof, fireproof safe. And if it's a digital version of information on your computer or your phone, make sure you password protect that information. So if your device gets lost or stolen, nobody can access that. Again, as I mentioned, there's a lot of documents here and FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency has a document to help you organize that information and they call it the Emergency Financial First Aid Kit. And we've got a link to that in the show notes. And you can either print that or fill it out online to store digitally so that you can have all that information in one place. And then, as we said, keep it keep it safe and protected.
1: Sure, yes. There just really lots and lots of important information that we need to be able to access quickly but we probably haven't thought about those if we don't think about them in advance.
2: Right. Right. Exactly. Well, and if you don't have it all in one place, it's more things to search for and try to find. And, and if, uh, if disaster strikes and and your life isn't as organized as it used to be, those things can be hard to find if they're not all in one place.
1: And if we're talking about something like a tornado or a flood, it could be floating down the river or blown away with the wind. So we need to really, have it in a place where we can access it. So then let's move on to tip number
2: four. What about insurance? Absolutely. So it's a good idea to periodically review your coverage. So it helps to understand what your policy covers. And, you know, often flood and earthquake insurance is sold separately from a standard home policy. So if you live in an area where that might be a possibility, that might be something to look into. So if you're not sure if your policy includes that, you can you can look at the details. If you don't understand your policy, always ask questions so that you can know what you have and, and what you're ready for in the off chance it happens. It also helps to document your belongings in case you have to file a complaint. So you mentioned tornado or flood. If things are damaged and insurance will replace those things, then it helps to have a list of what those things are because we we look at our our rooms and our items every day and and it's easy to forget something uh, if you haven't made a list. So it helps to inventory your home room by room. Take photos if you can. And there's a, a worksheet offered by the Department of Insurance that can help you keep that list and remember all the things to put on there.
1: And as you mentioned, we will, of course, link all links to those documents in the show notes so that people will be able to access those quickly and easily and have those documents all prepared and ready to go in the event of, of a natural disaster. Kelly, I appreciate you joining me today uh, to talk about this very important information that everybody needs to think about in the event of a natural disaster, because when that occurs, it's almost too late. And So we need to have thought about it before that happens. With these tips, you can be financially prepared for the natural disaster. You can get your plan in place, and then you don't have to be quite as stressed when the situation occurs and you find yourself in a stressful situation.
2: It feels good to be prepared and hopefully you never need to use it, but at least you know it's ready. That's exactly right. Yes,
1: we hope they never, ever have to use it,
2: but it is good to be prepared.
1: So uh, don't forget to update those documents periodically and keep your your plans current. Kelly, come back again and we'll talk more about finances and, and being prepared for whatever life might throw at you.
2: Sounds great. I look
1: forward to it. To our listeners, thanks for joining us, and we hope that you will listen to us and find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
0: Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and a comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT.com